0: What is going on? Happy Friday. Welcome to the show. Pete Callender here. Thanks so much for letting me be a part of your day. I do appreciate it. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The phone numbers, if you want to weigh in on the program, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. I think I speak for all of us when I say that the biggest news today is the creation of the donut with the caffeine in it. That is the biggest story. Anyone who is not leading off their newscasts with this story, you just can't trust them. Like uh, like a person with, uh, like a dude with, uh, with a mustache. You just, you cannot trust them. And I say that as somebody with a mustache. Um, no, Hostess, I'm serious. Hostess is the, the one that makes the Twinkies and the Ding Dongs and the Ho-Hos. Uh, they have now made the boost Jumbo Donets or maybe that's donuts. probably. Yeah, that's probably donuts, Donetties boost Jumbo Donets donuts. I guess a donut is a smaller donut. Is that the idea? I have, to, like, but it's not, it's not one of the holes, which by the way, spoiler alert on that, not a hole. It's actually just a ball. It's, it's, it, the, the ball is, it comes from the donut and they make it into the, they take the ball out and then they call it the hole, but it's not the hole. It's a ball. Anyway. So are these the little powdered ones? The little. They're not powdered. Oh, they're not powdered. No, but I don't know what a donut is. It's a D-O-N-E-T-T-E. A donut. Maybe it's French. No, they're called Boost Jumbo Donuts. Donuts. I, I don't know why I can't say this word. So it's a, so a, I'm assuming a donut is smaller than a donut, but a jumbo donut is sort of like a bigger donut, but not quite as big as a donut. And I don't know why they had to create three different sizes with these different names. I don't know why. I'm sure there are people that are way smarter than me doing the marketing on this stuff, but that's what they created. The name of this thing is called a Boost. Boost. It's a so it's a it's a donut, but not quite as big. And they plan to ship these this month. It's going to come in two flavors: chocolate mocha and caramel macchiota. Macchiota. wasn't that the guy? Is the actor? Yeah, he was in Goodfellas, right? No. Each single serving donut contains fifty to seventy milligrams of caffeine, a little less than the eighty to hundred milligrams you can find in an 8-ounce cup of coffee. So it's almost comparable. I don't know which one has more, the Caramel uh, Leota or the Chocolate Mocha. I don't know which one has more, but one of them, you know, 50 to 70 milligrams. So I'm guessing that's the difference between the two of them. So this was an interesting uh, write-up at the Washington Post. I know, I read the post so you don't have to. Actually, I don't. I just saw the article, so I clicked on the link, and I was expecting to be blocked by the paywall, but I wasn't. So here we are. Um, Despite a seemingly timeless pairing, and by the way, this is why I'm totally against this. I'm totally against it. This is completely unnecessary. We already had the perfect combination of the donut with the coffee. There's no reason to swap out the coffee. This is like some sort of an anti-coffee campaign at work. That's the obvious conclusion, right? Either that or it's big dairy, big milk. They could be behind this as well. Because if you eliminate the caffeine, then or you put it into the uh, into the donut, then people might think twice about getting a cup of coffee with their donut, and so then they're going to go with milk. Because really, like, what other options are there, right? So, I, I just I I I suspect nefariousness foot. I do. Despite a seemingly timeless pairing, the marriage of coffee and donuts solidified after World War II, while selling a variety of food out of a Fleet of 200 trucks, William Rosenberg noticed 40% of his sales came from only two products, pastries and coffee. According to the L.A. Times, in 1948, this led Rosenberg to open the Open Kettle in Quincy, Massachusetts, later renamed Dunkin' Donuts. The business would swell to a 1,000 shops across the country by the end of the 70s. Today, there are more than 11,300 Dunkin' locations worldwide, or as I call it, not enough, And uh, 8,500 in the U.S. Since donut shops were often the only businesses open in the wee hours of the morning. That's right. Police officers were frequent patrons. That's where that connection came from. Looking to grab a bite, get something to keep them awake through the graveyard shift. Made the perfect place to go, right? In his autobiography, yes, he wrote one. Rosenberg said, he leaned into that dynamic, intentionally creating a welcoming atmosphere for officers, so he would get free police presence in return. No, no, it's a great background story. I thought I would just share it with you, and also, um, obviously, the warning about big milk. So you always got to be on the lookout. Uh, you never know where the threat is going to come from. All right. So yesterday uh, we went over the mask mandate being rescinded in Mecklenburg County, and. Um, So today is the fallout of the, uh, you know, run out uh, into the streets, arms waving, palms to the sky in hysterics over what will become of the children and the old people and our society when everyone dies from COVID because the masks are no longer going to protect us like all good security blankets do. So these are the stories that we get. About how, you know, businesses may not really be lifting their mask mandates. You know, they could still totally do this all on their own. Which is true, by the way. It's totally true. I think I talked about this yesterday. You are totally free as a business owner to implement a mask mandate, much like you can implement a shirt and shoes requirement. You ever notice they never tell you pants, though? Just want to throw that out there. If you're feeling a little adventurous. So uh, they say they say you, you got to wear certain things to come in here and a mask can be one of them. Absolutely. But there is a bit of a sense I get that they're not doing these types of stories in order to let you know that, um, you know, hey, you have private property rights. I get the sense that these stories are being conveyed in order to kind of nudge businesses along to say, hey, you know, you should totally keep these mask mandates in place. You know, do it for the children and the old people. All right, will get into some of this. Plus, I never did get to the Malik audio from yesterday. I still have it, though. <laughs> so, come as you are to the WBT 100th Anniversary Celebration. It's going to be on Saturday, April 9th, 7.30 at Halton Theatre at CPCC. And tickets are on sale at WBT.com. We're going to be honoring a hundred years of WBT history. We're going to be inducting three new members into the WBT Hall of Fame. It's going to be, you know, like the largest group ever of WBT alumni. I am expecting fights. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh... WBT alumni, it's going to be huge. It's going to be great. It's going to be a ton of people there. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to be there. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to join us, go to WBT.com, get all of the details, and get you some tickets now before they are all sold out. Um, Got a tweet here from It's All a Distraction. That's her name. She says, I'll take my coffee and donuts like I take my peanut butter and jelly. Separately. (laughs) I hear you. No, I hear you. There's no... Yeah, there's... No, like, to me, you don't mix those two together. Like, I was kind of wary when the chocolate and peanut butter got together. I'm old enough to remember that. I, I, I was. I was like, eh, I'm not really sure. But they they had that whole ad campaign, and then they made the candy out of it. And I was like, okay, you got me. This is really... This is a good mix. And... Um, but no, like, the coffee and the donuts, I don't think you make them into a single product. Unless, of course, you're talking about donut-flavored coffee. Then I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. I digress. So the uh, Charlotte Observer headline, Mecklenburg County businesses ready for ending a mask mandate with no teeth in it. Starts off thusly. Quote, many Mecklenburg businesses." by the way, that's one, the, uh, that's one of the reporter tricks. When you don't know how many there are, you just say many. And if you don't want to count... You don't want to do any kind of actual analysis, you know, because it doesn't matter to you. What matters is that you called around to some companies and, you know, they said, yeah, we're going to follow the rule or we're not going to follow the rule or this is what we're going to do, whatever. And you could just say many. It's one of the things It's like, uh, you know, dozens. All that means when you say dozens, all that means is 25 or more. That's it. That's all that means. Twenty-five or more, because once you get to the two dozen mark, then it doesn't matter. It could be three dozen, it could be four dozen, it could be five dozen. They're all still dozens. And if you can't get to uh, twenty-four, then you—if you can get to twenty, then you just say scores. Hmm. Scores. Because twenty. No, I'm sorry. Forty is scores. All right. Four score. Wait, 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 wait. Why am I doubting myself now? A score is twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So forty. You get to forty, then you got scores. You get to 24, you got dozens, and uh, you got many if you can't get to a number at all or you don't care to count. Many. You can also do the sum some say. Some is some is much fewer, though. Some is fewer than many. Like, some is like, I don't know, four? That Yeah, that's it. And you don't want to count anything, and you don't even have to count up to the full four identifying them as such. You, you could just be like, oh, I know like one or two, which would be a couple. A few is three. And then, so once you get to two, then you're like, and I'm sure there are others. And then you just say some. It's a wiggle word. It's a nebulous word that doesn't really mean anything, but is meant to convey an idea that this thing is, like, widespread. And it might be, but we don't know. Not from this report. Anyway, many Mecklenburg businesses, how many? No idea, say that they will follow along with the county ending its public indoor mask mandate next week. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say virtually all businesses will be doing so. Just a guess on my part. I mean, as long as we're just guessing here how many businesses are many businesses, I'm going to say like all of them. Virtually every business is going to stop with the mask mandates and stop enforcing it. Now, I'm not saying that's all, but there there will be more that stop a mandate in their own businesses. After nearly two years of navigating, changing COVID-19 pandemic restrictions, mask mandates, and other COVID safety protocols have been a politically contentious issue since the pandemic began in early 2020, and enforcing the rules has mostly been left up to businesses. Joe Kuhlman, or Coleman. Coleman, no, 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 no. Coleman, I think is how he pronounces it. Anyway, he is the owner of the Evening Muse. It's a music venue in dom. And uh, he said uh, Thursday that since being able to reopen last May several times, customers uh, gave them flack after being asked at the door to put a mask on. Quote, the problem with the mandate was there was no enforcement, no teeth in it. Well, maybe the mandate was, you know, wearing a mask and you just couldn't see the teeth. Look, I don't understand what kind of enforcement you were expecting. They're like, seriously, what what did you think was going to happen? They were going to put like armed... Cops, well, I guess all cops are armed, armed guards or cops they were going to like staff public safety officers at every single business or like a rapid response team to come in like totally Australia your butt on the way to or New Zealand you like seriously. Like little Justin Trudeau's all running around and like incarcerating people. What exactly was this enforcement that you thought was going to be occurring if somebody came in? And they weren't wearing a mask and you wanted them to mask up. You tell them you got to wear a mask when you come into my business. And if they say no, then you call the cops and bust them for trespassing. Did you ever do that? If you never called the cops to get them removed, then I'm not really sure what the the lack of enforcement rather uh, is all about. It seems like like you didn't follow through, but I don't know. The story doesn't doesn't flesh that out. Just lets his allegations stand. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. So was this coincidence or what? I go down the hall to go get a cup of coffee. You saw what was on the counter in there. Donuts. Yeah, for real. Like Ray Parker Jr. I always feel like someone's watching me on this stuff. But now, to be fair, there were also chocolate chip cookies and a uh, fudge icing cake, all from Intimates, which, not for nothing, growing up on Long Island as I did, like, that's it's like you listen to Billy Joel and you eat Entenmann's cookies though. So that's that's what you do. I had two of the cookies So they're, oh, they're, they're, they're soft. And, and believe me, I'm, I'm sure it was, it was torture for you going in that, in that room. No, it actually wasn't really. It is one of the things, it is one of the most remarkable things about the PhD weight loss and nutrition program is like, and like I talk about the psychological component of it because it's true. It works like, I look at the food and I don't have... I mean, I, like, I remember the nostalgia. Like, oh, I remember these cookies from my youth. I would eat, like, seven boxes of them and a sitting. And... No, I'm kidding. As I only like three or four boxes. But I would... I love these things. No, we were always limited to four. You could have four cookies. That was our... So, of course, the key was to find bigger cookies. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> four was the number. I don't know why mom and dad settled on Four. I don't, but that was it. It was four. It's an even number, and it's not two. And there were four kids. Okay. So everything's in fours. I don't know. I was told there would be no math when I took this job. So uh, I just remember eating uh, the, those cookies as a kid, and they were – we always uh, – dad loved them, and you always had to make sure there were some left over for dad. But, um, yeah, those were the cookies of my youth, the Entenmann's. There was a factory nearby, too, and when you got close to it, you could smell – yeah, that's good stuff. And then there was the, they had one of those shops is like a, the, the day old bread shop. You ever been to, it's not day old, but it's like the, it's like after all the bread has expired, they, they put it all in this like little storefront and they sell it for, you know, pennies on the dollar. It's good stuff. My old restaurant used to make really good bread pudding out of like yeah. stuff that was so, like they couldn't use anymore. And it was, it was amazing. It's yeah. you know, like my mouth is watering right now. Just thinking about it. That's a trained response. It's Pavlovian, you know? That's what I was talking about with the Ph.D. weight loss stuff, is that you can actually train your brain to look at that food differently now. It's true. Although, to be honest, I did think, should I go off-program for this? And I was like, no, I don't want to. See, and that's the other thing. It tells you, you don't want, like, you, you train the brain to say you don't want to do that because it's not worth it. I'm still in my fat burn phase. Do I want to go out of fat burn for a single cookie or half of the box? Do I really? Or maybe the whole box and nobody gets any of it. Do I want to go down that? No, I do not. Plus, also, I don't want to be the guy that ate all the cookies at the office. You don't want to be that guy. (laughs) Although it would be, no, I would get sick. I don't even have a sweet tooth. That is one of the benefits of not having a sweet tooth. I could give up sweets very easily. All right, so uh, let's see. Many Mecklenburg businesses, don't know how many, but many. Say that they will follow along with the county as it ends its public indoor mask mandate next week. Okay, the owner of the Evening Muse is quoted in the Charlotte Observer article by Catherine Muchigrosso, Heidi Finley, Hannah Lang, and Hannah Smoot. So it took four people to write this article. I think they and they they kind of just called around asking businesses, I think. So they got this one uh, business owner who said, yeah, you know, problem with the mandate was there was no enforcement. Um, We were an island unto ourselves. And I simply just asked the question of what kind of enforcement actions were you expecting? The county has a mask mandate in place. And if somebody comes in and you don't want them in your building without the mandate, you want to enforce that mandate. Then you tell them they have to wear the mask. And if they give you guff, then you call the cops and the cops come and they charge that person with trespassing. That's the enforcement mechanism above that. I'm, I'm not really sure what else you're expecting people to do, right? Like you're talking about like incarceration. What? Seriously, like they they don't ask the question. So I know I'm asking these rhetorical questions. Um, On Thursday, governor Cooper said he was encouraging Local governments and school boards to end the mask requirements, but businesses can still set their own requirement for staff and customers. And that's exactly correct. That's entirely true. Businesses are free to do that. And I take the same position on this that I took with the smoking in bars. Although I have to acknowledge, even as a former smoker, that it is nice to go to a bar and not smell like an ashtray when you, when you leave and have to wash your coat. Like that is, that is a nice, it is a nice side effect. I'm not saying it was all cons here, but like to me, it was a private property rights issue. And uh, I think that uh, we should have allowed bar owners to make those decisions for themselves. Um, But, you know, we didn't and uh, the state didn't. And so here we are. I take the same approach on the masks. If a business wants to force people to cover their faces, that's fine. You won't see my face and you'll never see it again. Right. Like that's the deal. And you're going to force people to make these decisions. And that is, you are well within your right to do it. See, here's the thing. These business owners, like the fella at the Evening Muse, what they want is to offload the risk, to offload the ramifications of that risk onto others that are choosing differently. It's the exact same thing as the secondhand smoke argument. That you got two bars, one wants to ban smoking, the other does not. And the one that wants to ban it is afraid that if they ban it, then people won't come to their bar and they'll go to the other bar because they'll have, you know, one person in the crowd of friends all going out and that one person's a smoker. And so they're going to be like, I want to go to that one. And they're afraid of losing business. So they want, they want everybody on a quote, even playing field, right? They want to, yeah, they want to remove competitive advantage questions. And that's what a lot of this mask stuff smacks of now, at least in my mind. Now, um, masks still will be required in certain places. Like the sheriff's office, they sent out a release saying that all personnel, visitors, and residents at the detention center, they're going to have to wear masks indoors. UNC Charlotte's going to require masks in some places on campus, like in classrooms, transit system, uh, health center, and the main library, as well as indoor gatherings. Actually, the library makes the most amount of sense there, right? Maybe it'll cut down on all of the shushing. Think about it. If everybody's wearing masks, you're going to be all muffled and you probably won't even be able to hear it. News Talk 1110 ninety nine three wbt 704 570 1-800-WBT-1110. And um, you can also email me, Pete at the com, where I got this one. Uh, this is from Kathy. Choice of two definitions for the word donut. One... English origin, meaning divine, or two, mini donuts. Hmm. Well, Aren't those really the same thing? I don't think they are. Um, there's an email from Scott. He says, Pete, I'm living in Asheville. You can imagine how excited I was about the mask mandate being lifted. Um, at my workplace, I have to wait for corporate to change the, you know, mask is part of the uniform policy. So... Customer walks in, not wearing a mask, and I walk over to the said customer, wanting to encourage her, and no masking. I discreetly say, thank you for not wearing a mask. I smiling with a thumbs up, right? You would not believe what she says. With a condescending tone, she says, you're talking to the wrong person. i like, what do you mean? She says, we should wear masks to stop the spread. <laughs> she's not wearing a mask. <laughs> it's caught up, me caught off guard. Trying to say, I think it should be an individual choice. She says, no, it's a community issue. This is again, a woman not wearing a mask. That is Asheville at its finest. Thought you would appreciate. Uh, yeah, that is true. As a former Ashe villain, I can tell you that is pretty on the nose right there. Pretty on the nose. There is, it. They, the folks There are so many people they don't even realize how they live a life of inconsistent standards. We covered it. It, It's, it really is everywhere when you stop and look and it's not even, it's not even like uh, I'm charging people with hypocrisy here. I'm just saying it's an inconsistent standard. Like they, they will call you the, the worst names. Like we heard from the County commissioners meeting the other day where The public speakers get up there and the county commissioners get up there. And they basically accuse the anti-maskers of being racists. And then they get all in a huff when the anti-maskers groan at the charge. And then the county commissioners demand, you know, respect my authority. You know, respect me. You should give me respect. After they just called you a racist, they demand respect. When you groan at the charge. They they don't see it though. They literally literally do not see it. I've encountered this so many times, and I don't know if it's more acute in Asheville. Which really like would kind of be the only thing that's cute in Asheville. I'm No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's just a joke. Um <laughs> But the <laughs> Have you been to Asheville? Anyway, um, all I'm saying is the left uses this language that is really, really offensive towards people. And then they pretend that they're the victims when the targets of the nasty language object. And it's pretty obvious. Um, And per that point, uh, this is from Joseph who says, I highly doubt anybody is being ostracized for voluntarily wearing a mask. Well, I would add one caveat. I would say nowadays. I would say after the last 2 years, where we are now, anybody wearing a mask, I mean, look. There are people who are anti-maskers that are going to make fun of others for wearing the mask. You already do it. People already do this, right? We we know it was happening at the school board or the uh, county commission meeting. When a woman zoomed in and she's making the comments and some woman in the audience screams out brainwashed. You know, I mean, so it happens, right? But that happens the other direction too. It's been going on in both directions. And this is. Okay. So I've got. I have some. I know two young people. Let's just say it that way. I know two young people, youths, preteens. Okay. And these two particular individuals will antagonize each other until the other one snaps and assaults the other one. And then they will scream to their mom that they've been assaulted. Right? That's where we are. I don't know if it's the masking. I don't know if it's the, uh, the lockdown-induced anxiety and depression and stuff. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's always existed, but it seems to have gotten worse. The antisocial behavior. It's gotten out of control. People are just becoming more and more antisocial. Anyway, um... The, the issue isn't always was them making everybody wear them when the science and data said they were useless. I support voluntary masking. It lets me know who the moon bats are to avoid. See, but that right there, Joseph is saying, you're saying it right there, Joseph. You're like, oh, no one's going to be ostracized for wearing a mask. But then you do that very thing by calling them names. That That is part of ostracizing somebody. It is. That's part of the deal. Just like it is the other direction. When people are like, you got to wear a mask or else you're an idiot. And you're not allowed in here. I just want, like, I just don't understand what the benefit is. It's the same thing with the vaccination status. I don't understand why you care. I don't understand why anybody needs to care about what anybody else is doing. I think we would be all a lot better off if people just minded their own damn business on this stuff. Seriously. On so many things. And I don't know if I was a libertarian because of this or... I'd be, you know, my libertarianism made me this way, which is, I really don't care about a lot of stuff that people want me to care about. <laughs> I don't know if it's by anti-authoritarianism, it's just contrarianism, libertarianism, I don't know what ism it is, but I do know that when people try to foist their whatever upon me, I'm usually not interested. I'm usually, I, seriously, like, I don't care, Really. This was the big thing like for me with like the LGBT stuff and like gay marriage. I, I don't care. People are like, you need to do it. No, I don't. I do not need to care about who you're sleeping with. I really don't care. It does not matter to me. I have enough to worry about in my own personal life without taking on all of this other stuff. I understand civil rights arguments and everything like that. But this is why I say just if everybody just kind of minded their own business on a lot of this stuff. I think we would all be better off. And the, the masks... And the mandates, or the uh, the vaccines, the the shots, I think it's these are just two more examples of it. You see somebody wearing a mask? They got some sort of medical condition. They need to wear a mask. I don't know what it is. If they want to tell me, fine. Either that, or they're going to try to rob me at the bank. No, I'm kidding. See, there I go ostracizing people. That's it's not my intent. <laughs> All right. Uh, If you want to email Pete at the Pete Calendar Show and uh, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. News coming up next. Stick around.